Welcome back to another episode of Supercoach Insider. My name is Ben. And I'm Chris. And thank you for joining us for our St. Kilda podcast, Chris. Yes, uh, a little bit interesting. Um, I think very similar to Port Adelaide in the fact that very, very variable in terms of how they're going to start this year. So get definitely Supercoach relevant, but it's going to be interesting to see how they all line up. That will have a big impact on where we rate our players. So Fair enough. Could almost be a bit early to be having this podcast because we really don't know. But So much unknown. But what we do know, Chris, is our socials, facebook.com forward slash SC Insider. Yep. And Twitter, it is SC underscore Insider underscore. And yep. on Twitch, Chris. Twitch.tv forward slash SC underscore Insider. And on all major podcast platforms. And YouTube, of course. Yes. Uh, we've been smashing. The- YouTube's going great. Thanks. Shout out to all of our YouTube guys. Yes, thank you very much. Um, we, we actually didn't realize. Now we've started to put the good quality of the audio <laughs> to match the video because normally we edit the audio do it separately. Yeah. Um, so we're linking all those up and now people are commenting on all the YouTube and we're like, holy crap, there's all these comments on YouTube. So we're trying to start yeah, commenting. We're getting a lot of feedback on YouTube, which is absolutely fantastic and we love it. So keep it coming. Um, and we'd be happy to have that uh, comments uh, through. You can also comment on all of our podcasts as well. Yes, correct. on Sound Soundwave. So if you want to jump on there, you can actually and jump on, make some comments, and, and we'll don't forget if you are interested, uh, our season will be coming up shortly on the Twitch series. So jump onto Twitch. We let you know we'll probably have consistent times for this year, more than we we've will. had. We'll probably be more consistent for timing this year compared to any other season we've had. I think Chris, which is great. So you'll be able to jump on, watch us live. Uh, add some comments in there, shout us out, buy us some beer. We'll <laughs> Sounds good, yes. Well, we, the beer as, is important. <laughs> as we do, we normally have a beer on a podcast, so if you are really f- interested in a beer and you want to tell us about it, we will happily drink it, we'll shout out to it and to you, and we'll show everyone the lovely beer that we're drinking and our thoughts on it. Sponsors every week, I love well, it. Well, it's basically um, hashtag blessed and banter worthy, and like we it. are all about the banter, so it's a couple of boys talking... Yeah, it's smack. talking smack <laughs> and Supercoach relevancy. Which and having some fun, which is what it's all about. It is. Now, St. Kilda, hit Jumping me. into St. Kilda. So they do have the round 12 buy, of course. So that's the early buy again. So again, an upgrade type thing, which I actually don't think is that th- bad for St. Kilda. It's I think really it's, good. I think it's a really good yeah. idea because you get a lot of knowledge and you get to watch half a season of football to and then to establish their roles their roles which know, is the know what's one. coming through so it's how many players did they pick up Chris oh like you'll I'm tell team. me in a second we're I'm gonna sure. go through all oh of man them. so many um they have a fairly tough uh, fixture early as well so the first six games um here's what's really interesting if they want to play finals this year and I think they potentially could geez they're gonna to want to come out of this top six uh this first six games good um so they, they don't however leave Victoria until round nine which is great um, but they only have one game away from Marvel as well, which is in round five against Geelong at GMHBA. But the first six is Ruse, Eagles, Tigers, Demons, Cats, and Crows. That's a tough six rounds. Oh, hang on. So do that one more time. So the Ruse, yeah, Eagles, lose. Tigers, lose. Demons, who they've usually got the wood over. Win. Um, Cats, lose. Crows, win. Three and three. And so they want to, they want to win wanna, those three, right? They want to win yeah. against the Roos, so the Demons, and the Crows. Basically, so. they want to win the 50-50s, and then they want to upset at least one of those three sides. And then they'd be they'd be looking, looking at finals really looking nice. Looking good. Okay, righto. Um, difficult run home, but it is slightly manageable. So they start with the Lions away in round 19, and they've got the Hawks at home, Frio away, the Cats at home, and Carlton at home in round 23. So nice little buffer right there at the end of the season before they hit the finals. 
The double ups, of course, cats, blues, Frio, crows, and demons. So that's pretty good for them. Yeah. I'd say that they should make finals based on that. Well, I think based on the fact that they probably didn't have... Well, they had a fairly good year, but they have a better draw because of it. Obviously, yeah. I mean, it was a disappointing year, um, but it did meant um, that I think that, in my opinion, they finished below expectations. I expected them to come out last year and approach the eight. Yeah. Um, so it's a, a little bit upsetting for, for them. I think I had them at eight. So yeah. Very and upset. Look, injuries, of course, played a huge role in this. Um, their back line basically fell to pieces in the preseason. Injuries to players, key players like Robertson, Carlisle, Geary, Webster, and Stephen, as well as Pierce and Nathan Brown, basically forced them to say, okay, well, uh, we've got to play the kids. Um, they did, of course, unearth some talent. So Callum Mulkey, I thought, was really good last year Very as a good. rookie. Um, whether he plays this year, I don't know, because they've obviously drafted in some guys. Carlisle's fit, Robertson's fit. So I have to see whether or not he gets an opportunity at senior level again this year. Um, and they've really had a strange offseason, which they basically went, let's get everyone in. Well, I don't think it was um, the fact of, hey, let's get everyone in, but it was I think they put out quite a lot of feelers to strengthen their side, and everyone wanted to go to them. Well, Here's my question, Chris, before you jump in. Fair enough. How upset would you be if you were North Melbourne, and you have tried <laughs> heartlessly to get a good player, or many players, and all you get is a fucking Pollock, right? <laughs> And now St Kilda, they don't even, they put out a few feelers. They've got the second coming in Aiden get, Bonner. He's going to completely change their list. It's like a zombie apocalypse coming through the front door. What's going on here? Even like Paddy Ryder's like, you know what? I want sure, to come back to the I want to come back to Melbourne and stuff Essendon. I want to go to St Kilda because that's where everyone's going. What's going on? Um, yeah. Am I, I don't know. How, I don't like, know. Well, I don't know how they got everyone, but I mean, I was, they managed to do it. I would be so upset if I was in North Melbourne. I reckon you just go and buy yourself like a nice. Nice bowl of red and just sit in the corner, I Absolutely. Livid. Like you said, so they did get some big ticket players, but whether or not they're actually upgrades, I'm not really sure. So they obviously... I think they got more team players. Yeah. Uh, they got Hill, Ryder, Howard, Jones, and Butler, um, but they lost considerable assets as well. So Stephen, obviously, he's a match winner, but can he, you know, losing him... Uh, you'd say, you say him versus say, Hill. Did you say Jones? Yes. Yep. Okay. Yep. So Stephen versus Hill, who's the better player? Hill's younger. So you'd probably say, yep, Hill in that role. But Jack Stevens still a match winner. So they lost a match winner. They gained Hill. Is Hill as good as a player as Steven in his prime? No, I, I might okay. be nowhere near it. Um, but I think he gives them pace. He does. And it's something that they do lack. Yeah. Uh, but they also picked up pace with Jones. Um, Akers, I think, is a is if he can get his body right, is a fantastic player. But right. he's never been able to get his body right. Is he a better winger than Jones? I, in my opinion, yeah. I think he's an absolute fantastic winger. I think he's better than Jones, but they lost him. Um, they lost Josh Bruce as well. Um, they gained uh, Dougal Howard. Dougal Howard's a better defender. Bruce is a better forward. Are they winning that battle? Eh, maybe. Uh, yeah, you know. but you put in Marshall slash Ryder in that mix, that yep. forward line. You then have... I do think that's an upgrade because obviously yep. they delisted Longer and Pierce, both of them. Um, and they also got a rookie Ruckman in as a backup to those two. But their Ruck division is definitely better. Overall, what they've basically lost and gained is sort of on par, but they're down draft picks. So they've spent all of their draft picks, basically. Yeah. Um, I think it strengthens them across the board, though. Like, it's not they're not the A-grade talent, but I think they're team players. That should actually help them. I'm hoping they do. And I really, I really do hope that this year they can actually pull it all together. Um, obviously, they've got a new coach. Um, so that could uh, definitely impact. Some pretty nasty um, facts about St. Kilda last year, though. So they were 16th in disposals. 13th in contested possessions, 13th in inside 50s, 16th in intercepts. So they really struggled turning the ball over. 17th in turnovers, which is good. So when they had the ball, they were using it efficiently. And third in disposal efficiency. 
but 14th in one percenters. So they really need to increase their pressure around the ground. Yep. I also think they can um, increase their amount of clearances. They're just so middle of the road with all of them. Now that they've got Ryder, who's a great hit out to advantage Ruckman, and yes. Marshall, who proved that he was very serviceable in the ruck, but really he's he, better around the he ground. He was better around the ground. And Absolutely. He, he even spoke about it as well, saying that you know he wants... You know, Ryder coming in, it's so he can Marshall can learn off him as well. Yeah. Because Ryder, let's not forget, he was all Australian ruckman like two seasons ago. He is a great tap ruckman, and anyone that says otherwise is completely mistaken. Yeah. Marshall was Marshall was these, getting well yeah. around the ground, and he was getting so many disposals like a Grundy style and clearances. Yeah. So and he was clearances. good at clearing the ball, but his tap work was yeah. You know, and he also he also acknowledged that he was getting beaten up by the bigger ruckman. Yep. The bigger, better ruckman. He was coming off second best. So Paddy Ryder, I think for me. I think they'll be switching between the two. I think Ryder's a great mark and kick at goal. Yep. I think Marshall will be great around the ground. But I think in key clutch moments and centre bounces particularly, I think it'll be Paddy Ryder on the centre uh, centre bounce. I think that's I think you're accurate there. And they he also said that he anticipates it to be 50-50 yeah. ruck time, which is bad good, for his scoring, but I think better for his long-term development. I think it's good for Ryder. Oh, I do. I well. think it's good for Ryder. I think it's they, bad for Marshall. I think they need him. See, the thing with Ryder is he's been an inconsistent forward anyway his entire career, unless he's also well, playing ruck. Well, it's funny, though. Because he can go forward and make an impact. When he went to Port Adelaide, he wanted to be the number one ruck. Yep. That was the whole reason. He wanted to be a number one ruck. So now he's gone to the Saints. I think they've kind of said, hey, like, I think we'll use you as our number one ruck. Well, maybe 50-50-ish, right? Yep. Maybe not number one, number one, but... We need your forward as well. And I think they'll say to Marshall, hey, learn from him. We'll give him two years because, you know, Ryder's old and he might get injured anyway. So give him two years. You can now develop your craft. And then in a couple of years' time, I think Marshall will be an absolute jet. I agree. Um, Now, other list movement they had. um, So David Armitage finally retired. Yep. Um, Sam Rowe was delisted. Uh, He obviously gave gave him a bit of chop chop out in the back end with all their injuries. Here's one. Um, Billy. Bailey Rice as well was delisted. Billy. Um, Billy, Billy Longer, bye bye, Billy Longer. I already mentioned Longer, oh, and, well, Longer and Pierce, mate. Well, you should have you should have spoken a bit longer. Um, <laughs> bye bye, Billy Longer. And you know what? I actually kind of this is really sadistic. I hoped Brisbane would give him a lifeline and just say, "Yep, now we'll waste your time for a couple of years." <laughs> <laughs> you don't pay him; it's not even worth it. Um, oh, he left. Robbie Young uh, was delisted. He didn't really add much, unfortunately, after uh, being rookie listed the year before. Brandon White was delisted as well. Imagine um, being one of the top draft pick ruckmen in the last ten years. High draft pick, first round, and spudding it up and getting delisted by the do second. You, club. Do you need to talk about it any longer, or are you done? I would like to. I would like to. You know why? Because everyone else, Yo's killing it. Doherty was killing it. Even Pollock's getting a got. good gig. That's all I've got. Nah, I need Pollock's one, still a dud. I need. <laughs> still a, I need one person. Don't talk up don't, Pollock. Don't look at me badly. I need one. One. The one of them that's failed. Mm. Sorry if I'm gonna give him a little prod. Right. Fair enough. All right. Let's get on to the uh, the premiums. You have. Yes. We might. We've got. When we get to the rucks, you can have a little jab again. Thank you. Um, So look, there unfortunately is no uh, legitimate uh, premium in the defence at the Saints. However, in draft, you're always going to have Savage is always going to pick up some points, and he was taking a lot of kickouts last year. Only averaged eighty four, but he's still there in draft thereabouts. Um, I don't think he's going to be a top tier pick, but he's always someone that you can round out your squads with. Um, I don't advise him at all in standard. Um, however, Dylan Robertson is probably the big one out of the defense. Uh, so 260K defender. Um, start last year, he was a huge hot topic. Everyone had him in their size. He obviously had a year off the year before uh, with the heart condition. Um, and he's gone away. He obviously collapsed in the preseason. 
Um, they've addressed the heart concerns. He's now on medication full time to manage yeah, it. He also has like a, a machine, I think, like a pacemaker. A little bit kind like of, a pacemaker. A little, yeah, something there just to regulate to check how his heart is going, especially with the, an elite athlete. Yep. I think they'll be monitoring it from the sidelines, and then the doctors and stuff will well, be checking on it and all the rest of it. He's in full training. He's playing all you know match sim. Uh, there was a uh, an article the other day and video going out. He's running with the all, the regular group. Mind um, you, in that video, he got overtaken by about three players. <laughs> well, he's not the he's 195 centimeters. He's not exactly the smallest defender. Um, but look, at his best, Robertson is an intercepting is an intercepting defender who, with great foot skills, yes. that they use to service and move the ball. He's very much a guy that it plays quarterback style play. They get the ball in his hands to launch attacks, and he also can take kickouts. Yes, and what can he also do, Chris? Take intercepted marks as well. Which and is and what else do they get him doing? Playing lockdown. Uh, they have before, but I think with the here's the thing. I it is definitely a one to watch because of that. He get, because happen. he's tall, right? But you got to remember, Carlisle basically didn't play most of last year because he was injured. Neither did Robertson. Yes, they've on. also got Dougal Howard in from from Port Adelaide. Okay, so you're thinking he'll lock down a bit more. I think third, it's, like third I think, defender. Absolutely, I think he's third defender. So he will at times if there if there's three talls in the system set up, he'll play taller. And you got to expect that with a guy like Robertson. But I think he'll mostly be a third chop out intercepting defender with that can also take kickouts. Savage is going to be number one. You also got to remember that Webster was injured most of last year as well, and he's also can play a third tall intercepting role. Yes. So who it's going to be matchup dependent. But for if if they remain healthy, I do see Robertson as a guy that can almost be, and I don't know if he's going to be a keeper, but he can approach that. He averaged ninety two two years ago. I think he can definitely average 90. Well, two years ago, he also started off averaging like 110 for the start of the year and then yeah. tapered off. So well, I think he tapered off when he started to be a bit more accountable. Oh, for sure. Oh. If I'm watching and if he plays the preseason, he starts round one and he looks a little healthy, then sure. I look, uh, yeah. And I want to watch, watch Rolls a little bit Here's the thing. Oh, absolutely. Definitely watching the preseason. Everything. There is an outside chance he's a keeper. And at 260k, if you can get a keeper for that price, I, I think that yeah. you're, you're, you're nuts to not start him. Yeah, even if it's like a 5 or 10% chance, you kind of still want to take that chance. But most likely, he'll probably average at 80 to 85, which is serviceable enough for a stepping stone to a keeper anyway. So I'm not... Like, there's there's not really much negatives with starting Robertson unless you think he's... You know, let's say you start him in round three, he, he doesn't play anymore. He just yeah. can't do it because of his heart issue. Um, definitely preseason watch to watch his role, but I do think with the tools that they've got down there now, and the way that um, Carlisle I watched an interview with Carlisle, he was speaking so highly of of their defence and how they're all going, and they're finally ball back and not injured. Um, they had such a bad year with injuries last year, so I do really think even Callum Mulkey. So like, he I don't think Callum Mulkey starts round one, and he but if one of those guys gets injured, Callum Mulkey comes in plays that role. Yeah. And then it still frees up Robert. I still think that they don't want him necessarily locking down. They want to use his foot skills. So one to watch, but yeah, it'd be hard not to start him if you haven't got him in your team. Fair call. Um, The one that I am interested in, but I don't think it's just his time and he's sort of unfortunate, Hunter Clark, 402K defender. A little bit unfortunate because he came out the back end of last year and was absolutely dominating, playing pure midfield. Um, He was looking at every bit of the breakout. And then what happens? Dan Hanabry comes back takes his role, he gets pushed back to a back pocket, Hanabry goes 100, 100, 100, and just goes, yeah, sorry, mate, and he just drops off to 60s again. So with the addition of Hanabry fully fit, because he looks every bit the part of going to be playing that midfield role this year, Yep. Brad Hill coming back and playing on a winger on the ball, I don't think there's any chance that Hunter Clark comes back and plays any mid-minutes early in the season. I think it's more likely that he probably plays off halfback again, 
with the off chance of just with some mid minutes rotating. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think you you have a look at I think Seb Ross, I think you Jack Zach Steel, Jones. Steel, I think Jones I think will be probably maybe yep. more wing slash halfback, possibly wing. Yep. I think he uh, plays Brad, wing I or think halfback. Hill yeah. will be on the wing as well. So then I think you have Hanabry, Steele and uh, Sebi Ross. I think that'll You've be their got three main. Luke Dunson I thought played fantastic and last Dunstan year. Rotating. Yep. Um yeah, I can't see him having a top four mid roll. It's definitely going to be a rotation. He'll get some mid-time. I think they might enough rotate, to break out. rotate him back even. He'd be great off the back line. Dunstan. Yeah, no. He, he was a good kick until he butchered this year. <laughs> yeah. This right. year, his efficiency was horrible. I'll find it. You go. Um, so for me, it's an avoid, but um, someone you want, might oh. want to pick up in a... I was wrong. 83% disposal efficiency, 80 by foot. Nice. So that's awesome, actually. Um, I think that obviously in keeper leagues, still keep a hold of him because I think at some stage, Hunter Clark's going to go bang. I've got him. Anyone, um, anyone want him? I'll trade you for him. Thank you. Let's, let's, um, let's work that but out. But it may not be this year. So, look, I wouldn't touch him in standard at all. No, 402k. Too expensive. Draw, is there value there? Uh, probably where he is. Because mm. he, he, if he gets a role, he'll go up. And if he doesn't, he'll stay there and go down. So, I don't know. It's hard. Yep. It's hard. Now, moving on. Um, midfield. Unfortunately, like the same story that we just don't know exactly how they're going to line up. So, there's roles all over the park and where they sit... I don't know. Um, I actually think Billings, if Billings doesn't go on the wing and replace like Zach Jones or whatever. I think he gets pushed I, out. I think he goes forward. And then I think Billings will play forward more this he, year. Yeah, and exactly then he'll right. pinch hit into that midfield to get that dynamic rotation. He's much more valuable to St. Kilda as a forward. He is. I, 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 I think now with their inclusions, I think they need him now more of like, Absolutely. that forward flank. So I think that Billings is a bad pick this year because he's mid only this year. That sucks, right? Um, but you've got Seb Ross, Jack Steele, Jack Billings, Bradley Hill, Dan Hanabry and Luke Dunson there. Who's a premium? They're all sort of that 95 average. Steele's the one that could break out if he gets the right role, but he's, he's there's talk, run with... Well, no, there's talk about him not tagging this year. That would be great for them. Uh, there's talk about it. So they're saying, I think the new coach now, I think they just want to unleash it. I think Steele could be the bull. Yep. And I think that you have Seb Ross will probably be the... You know, Steele will get the ball. Seb Ross will be the inside-outside, still accumulating, yep. but trying to dispose because of it. Because he can get the ball. He yep. can find the pill, Seb Ross. And I think Absolutely. you'll find maybe Heaney will be trying to get it on the outside, off the contest. Heaney? Oh, uh, not Heaney. Ah, uh, okay, Hanabry. Hanabry, okay. The H's. Too many H's. Swan. Yeah, former Swan. Um, Hanabry. Yeah. I think no, Hanabry will get that on the outside. Uh, Hanabry could actually... Break. It's one of the guys that... I, I can't bank him in standard... But I don't mind Hanabry in draft. Yeah, me either. Because he's had the history before of the 110 plus scoring averages over 22 well, games. 115 twice, basically. Yeah, exactly. I think. 114 right. and change. There's every chance. And he had a really good couple of games at the end of last year. Yeah. His body is the issue, but he's, by all reports, really fit. I'm not taking a punt on him in standard. I think it's too risky. Draft, as you, draft, could, draft you could. Huge and- value in draft. But the problem is, though, he averaged 96, which means that you're going to kind of have to pick him up at around that 100, 100 mark. And then it's a, it's risky at 100, isn't it? It is. Yeah. That's the problem, though. 96 average. If he averaged like 90 or 88 or something, you could pick him up at a 95 and be like, hey, this is pretty good. I've got to admit. 96 average, though, you're going to have to pick him up at 100 if you want him. I was really lacking options and I had an injury in the light. I had one trade into, left yeah, in my season. Yeah, well for you. And I, I brought in uh, Dan Hanabry in the back end of last year because it's all I could get. It's all I could afford, right? It was a... Actually worked out really well. He averaged really well for me. But I've got to admit, watching him play, I love watching Dan Hanabry play. He is good. He's great to watch. So Good to he, look at. Oh, excellent, excellent footballer when he's fit. And I really hope that this year he can come out and actually play 22 games. So good luck to Dan Hanabry. Yes. 
Um, forward again, same story. There's not really much working down there. You still got Jade Gresham down there. Has had been basically the same average and same price for the last three years. Well, who other forwards do they have though? Tall forwards. Well, they've uh, still got Tim Membry, of course. Um, okay, so they got the one. so they got Membry, Marshall Ryder, Marshall. I think Marshall yeah, and Ryder will, will chop out, chop forward. Yep. So that's it for the talls. Um, no, they've got uh, they they did get some guys off the rookie list um, that are going to plug some gaps for them. Yeah, oh, I guess um, they got that rookie from last year as well. Absolutely. But still. Yeah, they. I think they're. Fifth rookie pick is a tall forward as well, so they've got yeah. some chop out um, on their bench, but I don't think it's going to be too much. Okay, so you think they're? I think that well, it looks like they're going more the too tall, more, uh, yeah, more small. Well, they've got the. I mean, the tall that they've got Marshall and Ryder. They're both de- the decent at uh, yeah. ground level, so they they were looking to apply huge pressure on the forward line. I think that's fair, and I think that's Keep how it they, small. absolutely that's how they should play yeah. their football. If anyway. they do that, I think Gresham could be really valuable for them this year. Hopefully, well, but we've been waiting for a while. We have been because I think again, we're like like you know, I think he's a much better midfielder than he's forward, but he's too valuable to them forward of the ball. And he's small. Yes, <laughs> that's true. Well, it um, is. But yeah, so again, so one you want to have in draft, but not someone that you look at in standard at this point, unless that's fair. In the preseason, he comes out and he's playing 100 midfield, which as unlikely considering the depth they've got in midfield. Yes. Um, outside of that, Ruck, uh, Marshall, one to watch in the draft leagues. Um, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't mind Paddy Ryder. For, I can't really do it in standard because of injuries and stuff, but he did average 106. Not for me. A few you, a couple years him, ago. You've been on him for years in draft. Well, you always pick him up super late. Draft, he's good though because you he, he know he's going to average you 80, right? He's a, he's a forward Ruck, so he gives you that viability there in that Ruck to give you that cover through the buys or if someone gets someone injured. you pick up on the bench for sure. I can't see him going below 80, which means that, you know, I mean, you can pick him up. And what did he average? Uh, Paddy Ryder averaged 82.7. I don't think he's going to get any worse than that. Fair enough. And value on your bench, I don't think you want to pick him as your starting ruck. No. That's, yeah, that's not me. But forward line, 82 in a draft league, someone who could average you 90 if he gets a bit more, like, tapping out. What I would say is avoid Marshall definitely in standard, but even I don't think you should pick him up in draft because I think someone will pick him up. Marshall, no. At his average and... It's a high completely, average. I, I no. don't think he can match that this don't year. Don't do it in draft. Even then, Keeper League, he'd be a good one to sit on the bench if you want to hold him because in a couple of years' time, I think he'll be great. Yeah, absolutely. I think if, if you, you hold, hold him, him in Keeper League. And yeah. not only that, next year, he will be a forward ruck again. Yep. So I think he is even more viable for next year in a Keeper League, so hold him this year. Um, the reason I also think there's a little bit of value there, Chris, um, I was trying to get on something on the Paddy Ryder train, but I lost my thoughts, so you go. I don't know. Maybe you need a little bit longer to think about it. Longer. <laughs> I gave you one. Yeah, thank you. All right. Um, oh, the other reason. Paddy Ryder tapping down to you're looking at your Hannabrys, your Seb Ross, your Steel. Their midfield's a lot better. Better than Port Adelaide, I think, where you have what, Ollie and Boak and a few others that are kind of get the ball. The, one thing I'll say about the Saints midfield is that they, they are Talented. now, they're not as one paced as they were. So you've got to look at their midfield. They all can burst from stoppage. Yep. They've all got that X factor. They all can go a bit of inside They've outside. Got, you've got the inside players and your Steel and your Seb Ross. But then you've got your Hannahs, your your Brad Hill, yeah, yeah. You know, Jones your, and your Billings, and your yeah. Gresham coming yeah. through. Like, yep. dude, they've got some X factors. They do. They just they, they just need I a year think, of putting it together, and I think they can make finals. I actually think they'll be really entertaining to watch this year. I like them for the last couple of years because yeah. I mean, even if they were losing, it's still entertaining. <laughs> All right. Uh, I shouldn't say that. All right. Rookies. So there's not much to talk about because obviously they basically traded the farm for all these players. Yes, yes, yes. yes. But they do have one that I really like called Jack Bytel. He was a highly touted draft pick last year. Um, And unfortunately, he he actually slid in um, in the draft because he had a huge back injury that put him out for most of last year. Are you sure you just don't like him because his last name sounds like Bartel? No, that's not at all it. Okay, right. <laughs> but I mean, good effort? I don't know. Was that a good joke? No, it wasn't. 
Um, oh. by, by Jack Whitesell, so he's 123k mid. He'll, he'll be in a lot of starting squads. Oh, that, that's funny because oh. um, just like the defender, that was savage. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, Mate. Um, the problem is, of course, with their mid-depth, I don't know if he starts round one, but I'm looking forward to him to be um, in, in and around their squad and mix in the early part. So I, he probably gets named as an emergency if they're really fit. I don't know. I think Caulfield and stuff's well ahead of the picking order. But Caulfield playing more off a half-back flank. But he is a notorious. He was drafted as a mid as well. So mm. I think... Coffield probably more gets more games though because he's more flexible. Yeah, true. Vitale is just a midfielder. So he's that- only playing if there's a spot open. So I don't think he starts round one, but I do think that he gets games this year. Yeah. So I, keep an I eye on him. I just think if there's a spot open in that midfield, they might put a Billings in or they might put you know, Caulfield. Or they might a, change it around. They change that absolutely. around. I think he's more like but Richmond highly, injury depth. Highly, highly touted. They want to get games into him. It's just a matter of time. Right, fair it enough. It is literally a matter of time until he well, plays AFL football. If I see a guy similar name to Bartolo, I'll keep an eye out. <laughs> Yeah, keep an eye. Look, in the Marsh series, I'm looking forward. I hope that he plays uh, in the Marsh series this year. Uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing him play, um, which obviously leaves me with a preseason watch. So you want to be looking at Bytel, see if he's going to get a gig round one. Robertson and his role and how the defense line up. And then Hanabry, I think, is the other one that really could add a lot to yep. uh, any midfield. So I actually heard Marshall might not play the series, Chris. Oh, really? Uh, copyright reasons. Oh, the yes, Marsh- of course. <laughs> the Marsh series, I think it's copyright. Yeah, that makes sense. I like how you thought... This is actually a real thing. I'm like, no. Like, said, this isn't, no, for sure. Until I said like, copyright, oh, yeah. and then the, the, light, the light went on, and you're like, Ding, oh. tell them what it's one. It's a brand new camera. Watch out this bit. <laughs> <laughs> tell them what we have for him, Johnny. Um, anyway, that's his it for St. Kilda, guys. So yes, thank you very, very much. much. Uh, Jinx there. And I think we have three teams left, Chris. We, do. we have, oh, was it Sydney, Dogs, and West Coast? We'll try and knock uh, him out. We'll try and knock him out week. end of the week. So look, until next time, enjoy, stay blessed. Hashtag 100%. Hashtag 100%. Yeah, well, we need more 100% in here, Chris. <laughs> Fair enough. Catch you later, guys. All right, boy. The C is for the courage I possess through the drama. H is for the hurt, but it's all for the honor. A is for my attitude, working through the patience. Money comes and goes, so the M is for motivation. Gotta stay consistent, the P is to persevere. The I is for integrity, innovative career. The O is optimistic, open and never shut. And the N is necessary, cause I'm never giving up. See, they ask me how I did it, I just did it from the heart. Crushing the competition, been doing it from the start. They say that every champion is all about his principles. Carry.